Producer Ground Podcast, man. We got first in the building. Hey, what's going on, my boy? What's good with you, bro, man? Man, I'm good. I cannot complain at all, man. Just, you know, I'm a I'm a hippie when it comes to this music shit. I'm just, I'm just living. I'm just creating, bro. I'm just, I'm in a good space, man. That's what I'm gonna call it. That's dope. That's dope, man. Hey. It's good to be here, man. Appreciate you having us pull up, man. It's a fire space you got here. You know, you guys see all these plaques, man. We got, you know, it's a, it's a legendary episode right here, like you uh, kind of were just saying, man. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, man, uh, first, man, the the credits go back. Travis Porter, you know, their, their biggest hits, you know what I mean? All produced by first. If you guys were tuned into the Charlie Rocket episode, you know, that's actually one of our, like, biggest episodes. People love that episode. Right. Shout out to Charlie, man. Shout but, out to Charlie. Yeah, really? Charlie, Charlie's dope, man. Um, But, you know, the legendary story <coughs> he told about first pulling up. But we're going to get into that, man. All the way to, you know, Post Malone, uh, 2 Chains, Watch Out, Migos, you know what I mean? Crazy, crazy, crazy records. So, um, but we, we man, we want to hear the full story. Um, But, yeah, man. What's been what's been good though, man? What's uh how, how's life been for you for these past uh, few months? Past few months, the pandemic months. Yeah, um, I always like to check in. I, the I, pandemic months. I feel like these past couple months, it's just been time to like really reflect and figure out your next your next grind or your next whatever your next thing you about to do in yeah. life is. I feel like this was the time to fucking kind of figure it out. I even though it was, it was it was stressful for a lot of people, you know what I mean? It's stressful for everybody. But I feel like this time, if you t- if you t- if you use this time wisely, it was the time to get your shit to get your shit together, get your mind right, just to just get ready for what's coming, twenty twenty one, the future, all that. Nah, for real. So that's what I was doing, bro. Nah, most definitely, man. I know, no, I know. You know, me myself, I learned a lot. You know, just about like what to focus on, what not to focus on. Um, you know, what I mean, really, these past few months. What would you say is like one of the the biggest like takeaways, or like what's like. Like your one of your newest goals or whatever that you're really working on. My newest goal right now, I have two new goals. One is to is to be one of the biggest artists on the planet. Two, I want to get my own plaques. And I want to, I just want to get my own plaques as an artist. That's like my goal. Like plaques as an artist and just releasing good music, man. Just something, something everybody can vibe to, and just showing a new experience. I just want to get, I just want to give a new experience to music. That's all. That's always my goal. It could be simple. It could be complex. Regardless, I just want to just give a new experience to the listener. That's all I want to do. Most yeah. definitely, most definitely. I like how you you're just like, yeah, just, just I just want to be one of the biggest artists on the planet. Like, yeah, low key said that. Like it's. That's that's a dope goal though, and you know it's dope. We got a chance to check out some of the music and, and visuals and stuff you've been working on. Um, super dope. One of the things I picked up too was you know you were talking about manifestation, and uh, you know kind of more on the spiritual side of things. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Like uh, you know what is what is man? You said that you know this is you were in Tokyo and you're like this is this is something that, I, that I'm always manifested, always been working on, kind of low key. When did when did that kind of when did that kind of come into your life? That kind of uh, spiritual side of things. Um, I feel like the spiritual side. What you what you mean spiritual spiritual side? Okay, I, I just relate spirit like law of attraction, manifestation. Attraction. I like I guess that's just kind of like maybe maybe that's not the right term, but to me that's kind of like spiritual side. Mm-hmm. And then, you know like and, and to me like it's not separate from like you know religious and all that stuff. Like to me it's all it's all like kind of one like mm-hmm. so I don't know. Yeah, I, I I agree with you that I, I agree with you on that. But um, when did I realize it? 
I've realized I've always been on the law of attraction and all that shit. I've always been doing it. Yeah. But I didn't know I was doing it. Okay. And that's for good stuff and bad stuff. Like Facts. Whether I was in a good situation, working situation, or I was in a situation where I was about to fight or something. I was using it and not even paying attention, not even understanding it really. Um, I feel like one day, I, I feel like one day, me and my friends were chilling in the studio. And it was like three, it was about three or four of us for like, say like three months. So it was the same three people in the studio for like three months. And we would always be joking, talking, playing, mainly joking and being sarcastic and all that. And being in the same place every day with the same three or four people, it's like you get to experience the same coincidences. You get to experience the same deja vu moments and all that crazy shit. Mm. For one, on some crazy shit, everybody was having the same deja vu. Everybody was having deja vu in front of the booth <laughs> randomly. Out of all those times, somebody rings me saying, like, whoa, shit, I had that. I'm like, done. Damn, me too the other day, right there, right at that spot. I can't explain that shit, but that's some other shit. We're not going to go there. <laughs> um, but no, we were realizing, we were joking and um, being sarcastic all the time, and shit would just pop up on Instagram or something. We, we'll say a joke about somebody. They could be famous. Then, like, something, it'll just be a coincidence. They'll like, call some shit will happen shit. to them, or they'll call me yeah. or some shit. So we all started noticing that. We're like, yo, you peeped that. Yo, you peeped that. Because usually you, you're alone when those kind of things happen. So you don't have anybody to question. Yeah, yeah. But we were all in the same spot. So we were all realizing all these coincidences, all these crazy things. We was like, bro, this shit like Wakanda, bro. What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck is going on, bro? We need to start being sarcastic, bro. We need to just start being serious. <laughs> Everything we say is just going to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Let's stop playing. Like, yeah, yeah. even being sarcastic with each other. Cause we always do it all the time, but it's like sometimes we say some crazy shit on the daily on some on a daily basis, though. But for like those phrases, I'm dead. I hate I'm dead. Mm. Oh my god, mm. I hate it. Even though I do say it too all the time, or I'm weak. Mm. <laughs> I'm weak. All that shit. Like we all do it, but now we gotta stop doing that shit though. Cause it's like, damn, you calling yourself weak? You calling yourself dead? Right, right. Even if even if say nothing is happening, say this is all bullshit. Fuck it, but this shit is real. That shit was suck because we because we say that all the time, just in a joking manner. But we was just like, yo, let's just stop joking. Let's just keep it. Let's just start saying five shit, like positive shit, like yo, this song is gonna go crazy right when it come out, or mm. we gonna make we, we gonna make so much. Not even about money. We're gonna we're gonna get that car I always wanted in uh, in two weeks or something. But just more like that instead of just playing around, just being sarcastic. That's one thing. But I don't know if I'm just being too serious now. <laughs> I just I just noticed a lot on that. We went too deep on that too. Nah, we good. Nah, <laughs> bro, trust me, they they love the deep shit because you know what I mean. Like that's where, like literally you could ask the fans, bro. One of their favorite episodes is like literally like you ask anyone like they put the Charlie episode in the top, and that's pretty much you know you know that's Charlie's whole thing. That's what he was talking about. So, um, so that's one thing that's dope about our community is is we we love we love you know talking about that type of stuff. Um. And, but yeah, but you, like you said though, it, it I think it really is important because it, it you could definitely use it in in a good way, and but then you could subconsciously, like you said, be using it in a bad way just by mm -hmm. like the things you worry about, you know, even even more than you know, just like saying saying certain things, all that shit is real. But um, but yeah, man, we 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 can get back to that kind of stuff, man. Let's take it all the way back, bro. How did how did you know your entire journey start? Like you know, how did you even get into to music? And I know you're from Atlanta. Um, uh, just how did how did it all start, man? 
I mean, I got into music early. Not actually making it, but knowing that it was something in it that I wanted to do. I just didn't know yet because I was like five or six. Okay. When I was little, I heard um, my dad had all these uh, vinyls, records and shit. And I found this uh, George Clinton one. You know, there's a huge George Clinton picture in there too. Mm-hmm. George Clinton, my hero. There was this... Uh, Parliament Funkadelic. It was some old shit. Cause my, my parents, they old heads. They listened to all the classic shit and got all the old records from Led Zeppelin to George Clinton to everybody. But um, so I found this record and they were like in space or something. They just looked crazy. So I'm like, man, let me put that on. They used to let me fuck with the record player and shit. So I put it on and I heard it. And I, this song called Flashlight came on. I'm like, this shit is kind of, I don't even know the word. I, I ain't even used slang it when I was five. I ain't know. I was just like, what the fuck? This is, my brain exploded. And I peeped when you play this song, oh, like old people will go crazy. Like they'll hear it and be like, oh shit. So I'm like, damn, this shit can make people get up. Like <laughs> this shit just controlled everybody in my house. Like mm. all my aunts, uncles, everybody over. I just knew if that song came on, they'll be like, oh, it'll just control them. I'm like, what the fuck? How did all I did was press play? And I felt like I was doing it too, because it was like me playing, playing it. You're low-key DJing. Yeah, I was low-key DJing. So I'm like, oh, this is fast. So that was I remember that was like a, a, a milestone in, in this. That's something I remember, like that whole situation and music being able to get people up and just do different things. So I was like, oh shit, that's fine. Fast forward, um, yeah, and if y'all don't know George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic, go listen to that. Go check that out. Just get high one day, lay back, just listen to it. You got amazing songs. Even if you like rock music, so you don't even have to like rock, like rap. They got this song called Maggot Brain. It's all instrumental. It's this dude playing guitar. George Clinton told the guitarist, act like your mom died and play. And he played, and then the song just kept going. Then they told him, "Act like you just found out she was alive again." All in the same song, but yeah, that's yeah. some crazy shit. But yeah, George Clinton, he and the, he and the shit I'm into. Do you ever that's, get that deep when you make beats? Like try to like put yourself in scenarios and shit like that. Um, yeah, I do actually. I always make a like cause I hate it, but when when I would say I could say famous people. It's like not just all famous people, people I know too. But when someone dies and like you see it. I usually make something because it like it triggers like it triggers an emotion. Yeah, yeah. I made a song, bro. I, I didn't even know Marlo. When Marlo died, I made a song for Marlo, bro. Mm. That shit, yeah. That shit called Rest in Peace Marlo, bro. I don't even know, bro. But it, his shit kind of reminded me of like Bankroll Fresh shit, just like just the way he was and people fucked with him. And I, and I love Bankroll Fresh. So I'm like, man, I just made a song and it was just really about People just, you know, people, people you know, and just going out. I have a song called R.P. Smoke, too. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with it. I wanted Travis Scott to do it, but I don't, I don't even know if he ended up hearing it or not. Mm. But I just just write shit just because of emotions. Now, most definitely. Man. Rest in peace to all three of them, too, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, So, yeah, I mean, back to back to the come up story. So, um, you know, you, I see, you know, you grew up on, uh, you know, funk music and, and George Clinton and shit like that. Um. You know, I mean, continue the story, man. I'm all ears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't just that. See, I had I had three. I'm a twin. I had three sisters. Okay. And they, um, they're um, they older than me. So 
they I I would hear shit that they would be listening to. I remember my sister, she would um she would listen to Limp Biscuit <laughs> <laughs> and other rock shit like that, like corn and all that. Yeah. And then she would listen to like Alana's Morris set, whole bunch of other crazy shit. And my other sister, you know, she was like, she was with that uh the the um the rave shit. Okay. And um, yeah, yeah, she probably took X and shit. I heard music. She was playing. She was playing like the old techno shit. Like, and this was like early two thousands. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm, I'm like hearing, I'm, I'm just hearing random shit. Even early, even late nineties and all that shit. I was always just hearing shit they were playing. And then I had my own love of shit. I've always listened to Three Six Mafia. Where? Three Six Mafia. All the Memphis shit, I've been riding with that forever. Atlanta too, of course. I'm from Atlanta. Yeah. But just the beats, all the Memphis shit, always rocking with it. Whether I think they was hypnotizing me or something. But <laughs> all that shit, they beats. DJ Paul and what Juicy J was making a lot of those beats. And it was other people too. Tommy Wright. So many Memphis artists with just that. You know, all that stuff the Suicide Boys are doing. Mm. All that kind of shit. That's like, I grew up on that Three Six Mafia stuff kind of shit too. And yeah, they, um, yeah, they most definitely influenced the game for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They let you. They let me know like, oh, you don't have to. Um, you don't have to know music to do to make this shit. You know what I mean? You could do this shit without. And they even though you still know it, but like you don't. You don't make it the conventional way. You know what I mean? They like sampling random scary movies and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Random kicks and snares and putting it all together. So I always looked up to them for that. That's fire. Like, I'm like, damn, I know they're not using keyboards and shit. They're not playing. They're just sampling, just throwing shit together, screwing it, chopping it. Three six for sure. Um, um, all the Texas music. I got like cause of my uncles and everything. I yo, one, I just found out my my uh my friend's first rap album he ever heard was Nelly. And I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> no offense to anybody, no offense to Nelly. Nelly, Nelly was amazing. He came out, he, he made noise. That can't be the first rap album. That's not, that can't be the first rap album you heard, bro. What was the first rap album you heard? I, I, I don't know if I could, if I want to tell Just you Just tell that. me, it's okay. I, the first rap album was Marshall Bathers LP. That's, that's cool. Well, Eminem's an amazing <laughs> rapper. He's an amazing rapper. That's, that's probably the third album I ever bought. Or, yeah, it was Marshall Mathers and Get Rich or Die Trying and uh, the 8 Mile soundtrack. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But Nelly, you're right. <laughs> yeah, right. It's more like pop, pop. Yeah, the first album I ever heard was Chronic, The Chronic. Okay. Dr. Okay. Dre. Hell yeah. I, and I stole it. My sister's friend had it. I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know what it was. It was just black and it had the green weed leaf on it. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to listen to that. It was like, God was... Oh, you're talking about the, the, the 2001 Chronic? No, the original, the original one. Okay, okay. I didn't even know what it was. It was like, God was like, listen to this, my son. <laughs> and he found it and I just took it home and I was like what the fuck am I listening to cause and that was already, that was already past the time it was out it was late like this cause I'm this was like probably what like 98, 99 bro so okay. it was like I heard it late <laughs> but still that's the, like one of the first albums like I heard myself like I put it in myself and press play so um yeah shout out to shout out to Dr. Dre and shit and then the first music videos my dad, randomly, he African. He don't even keep up with rap. He don't even be knowing. Mm. He brought home this VHS, and it had all these Wu-Tang videos on it and shit. So I saw that, too. I saw, like, 
So I was in Atlanta and got to hear New York shit, everything. So shout out to them. Shout out to my fam, bro. We, I was listening to all kind of shit. So back, back, back then in Atlanta, like, because I, you know, I moved to Atlanta in 2016 and I feel like everyone I really run into less more like younger, like, you know, they don't really know much about like old New York shit or even, even really up until like Pop Smoke, even like current, you know, New York yeah, yeah. shit. Back then, was it, was it different though? Was it, was a lot of people listening to shit like that? Like, hell yeah, dip bro. Dipset and all that? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I, bro, I used to love Dipset, bro. My friends did too. I feel, when, when I came out to the West Coast though, my friends out here was like, we ain't hear it that much. They said they, a couple of people said they did, but I don't know, maybe they was just hating. <laughs> but Dipset was a big part. Like, I just love rap, bro. That's the thing about rap. And, and they were talking about categories in the Grammys. We need more genres, bro. Mm. <laughs> we need way more genres, bro. It's too much different rap. That's the thing. Like, And some people haven't even heard all of it. Some people only heard, like, as crazy as it sounds, people, some people only heard, like, one or two genres of rap. Like, people don't even understand that it's a million fucking genres yeah, especially in rap. Now, right. Fucking backpack, the fucking, what else? It's backpack shit. It's trap shit. The boom bap shit still. Boom bap, soft lover boy shit, the emo type rap. Right, right, right. Like, bro, there's so many different types, bro. The West Coast shit. West Coast shit. The Bay shit. The Bay. Like, it's so many different types. And even if it's regional, but there's so many different types, bro. Mm. And we just throw it all in one. Insane. Yeah, no, it don't really make sense. <laughs> it's insane. It's not fair at all, bro. It's like the instrumentalist type. They'll still have words on this instrument. There's just so many different types and we just throw it all into one. And that shit ain't fair. We gotta fix that shit. And everything, the AMAs, everything. At least have, at least have two or three. At least have two or three. So wait, does rock have multiple categories in the, in the Grammys? They got, I don't quote me on this, but I feel like it's indie, Acoustic. I, I don't know. We have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, we but look it's up. there's a lot. Yeah, countries got their own award. Country. They got their own award. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, well hip hop's got our own awards too. Yeah, we just did. But yeah, we need. We yeah. need yeah, we need to work on that. I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's only the BT awards got <laughs> got it. Yeah. But at least two. At least two. The Source awards. They still do that. I don't know. I really don't know to be honest. I just I know I've heard of it. I don't really I don't really tap into too much of the award stuff anyways. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying. Yeah. Same. They call me, I'll pull up, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So um so yeah, man, continue the story. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh shit. Fast forward. Fast forward. What was like your I, first what what was your first like dream or goal as a kid? Was it college? Was it sports? Was it? Um, I feel like, well, yeah, my first. I feel like my first dream was baseball. I used to play. I played every sport, uh-huh. but I focused a lot on baseball up in high school and everything. And then I stopped. I couldn't keep up with grades and all that shit. I'm like, man, yeah, I'm like, yeah, they want too much. <laughs> like this is like kind of insane. Mm. Even the, even the practices, I just my brain just started steering, yeah, towards other shit, and um, I just started making beats one day. My homie told me about Fruity Loops. 
He was like, yo, bro, check this shit out. This shit kind of hard, bro. He showed me that in like eighth grade. And then ninth grade, I started taking it serious. Just kept making shit. They started playing shit at football games. Like when the players came out, bad basketball games and shit. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh shit, that's first beat. And everybody was going <laughs> crazy. And everybody, like, and then everybody started pulling up to my mom's house in, my, in the basement. Niggas from the east side to pull up all over, bro. North side, everybody just pull up to my mom's basement and I would just record them down there. Cause I figured out a little bootleg way. We didn't even use headphones, bro. We had the speakers real low. Niggas was literally trying to rap. And wow. Yeah, she was what, what was your horrible. mic setup? What was your, what was your setup? We was using a hand. This is like the first, first studio setup. We yeah, was yeah. using a handheld. Yeah, we was using a handheld. Like one of the basic computer mics. And just going straight into there. But what's crazy about that, they doing that in Brazil right now and making hit songs, bro. Off simple shit like that. Handheld mic. Do-do-do singing hit songs. I'm like, damn, it, it, it could be done. But that shit sucked what we was making back then, though. I had a couple beats that might have been cool. Well, they got more advantage. They got they got better programs. Mm-hmm. They got, you know what I mean, more YouTube tutorials. Like, you could use a whack-ass mic and throw some good compressor and EQ on that shit yeah. and you can make it sound good. Yeah. Like, you could use a, probably a, um, like a Turtle Beach Xbox mic or some shit. Yeah, yeah these straight. days you definitely could. So yeah, those were like beginning stages and then I was like, I feel like, um, I feel like, like, 10th grade, I feel like I started feeling the same way since the 10th grade. I'm like, bro, I'm going to be five, bro. I'm going to be an artist and a producer, dog. I'm going I'm to do this shit. So I just started literally just cooking up every day. I said, fuck everything else. And that's all I started fo- focusing on. So you weren't making beats at first when you were just messing around? You were just recording and rapping kind of shit? Downloading um, instrumentals? I was just trying to figure it out. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just know what I was doing didn't sound like it could be on the radio. Okay. Like, and I saying the radio should be your judge, but I just mean like sonics wise and quality. I was just like, fuck, this shit don't sound, <laughs> this shit does not sound like it's supposed to be on the radio or yeah, it don't yeah. sound like one of these music videos on TV. I'm like, how the fuck do I make that happen? So I just kept trying, just recording myself or recording anybody. My other homie used to help record too when he's trying to figure it out. Like, I don't even think this is even before YouTube, bro. Yeah. Like, my YouTube might have been out, but the how-tos wasn't yeah. out like they are now. You'll catch, like, a Ryan Leslie cook-up yeah, or something Yeah, like you that. catch Ryan Leslie cook-up <laughs> or an old it. video of a producer making beats, but you're not seeing the how-to or nothing. You're not seeing that. Right, right. So um, we just kept trying, 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 trying to figure that shit out. And then, um, like, in the high school and shit, I'm like, fuck. I don't know what to do, bro. I know I can't be at a regular job or whatever. And um, I went to and I went to full cell and shit. Oh, word! Yeah, that's dope. And I like actual to, on campus. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, I went to full cell. Bro, that was one of my dreams bro. for one year. And then I, I, I came the back and everything. Crazy, crazy debt from that shit, bro. Crazy <laughs> debt. Oh, I paid the shit off now, but crazy debt from that shit. I was trying to get a loan from everybody. Though. That shit was crazy. I remember my granddaddy was like, "Nah, bro, <laughs> I can't help. I can't sign off on that for you, bro. Yeah. Too much money, bro." But I ended up getting it. They call my friend's mom for that. <laughs> they call everybody for that shit. But yeah, I, I went there. I went there for a year. I really like the shit I picked up from there was really just they showed me logic. Okay. I ain't know what the fuck logic was. I ain't know what a Mac was, bro. I heard of them shits, but I didn't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. And then so I figured out logic. And then came back. And then came back, went back to my mom's house, broke as fuck. I'm like, damn. <laughs> so you finished full sale in a year? 
It's just one year. Oh, yeah. Because it's quick. like a full year, no break type shit. Yeah, that shit huh? quick as hell. It's a, you take a test every Man, month. 60 bands. You take, tw- you take 12 tests, you're good. And then you, and yeah, that's it. It's like, not like college. You not, it's nothing like college, college. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm back. Broke as fuck. I'm like, how the fuck do I get in the studio? At least you went back to to a city like Atlanta, though. Like a lot of people oh, yeah, gotta yeah, go yeah. back to like somewhere in Ohio or you know what I mean, some some random place. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm like, fuck, I gotta get, figure out a way to get in the studio, bro. I don't... <laughs> like, how do I get in there? I'm literally thinking that. How the fuck do I get into a studio? So um, oh, my dad met this random guy. Was crazy. This happens now, like a random parent or something will go to my dad and he'll find out I make music and he'll try to link us. Uh-huh. But my dad did that to somebody and it worked. <laughs> he did that to this producer named John John. He randomly met him. I don't know how they met. Uh-huh. And um, he was like, my son makes beats and shit. And he just, he he can engineer too. Fast forward to do, let me come to the studio. He had ended up, he just produced this Beyonce song with Jay-Z or something. Yeah. Like, Deja Vu, I think. That's the song he produced. So he let me start like engineering and just cl- cleaning up the studio and helping them out. It wasn't a big studio at all. It was just, it was a small studio like in this warehouse or whatever. But he used to let me be there. And they had equipment, equipment that I dreamed of having. Right. Even though it wasn't the greatest either, but it was like, it was good equipment. It made work, Mac, everything. So he used to let me be in there. I just made sure I kept that bitch clean, just working. I'm like, bro, I ain't leaving this bitch, bro. I'm, like, I'm about to be making making my songs, my other partners. My homie Jay used to pull up Siege. Uh, they used to, we just used to be making songs, bro. I'm do two nine, just randomly pulling up. We making songs, bro. Because I'm like, I got it. Then I would still have to do shit. You know, he wanted me to do. Yeah. But I was learning, and he was like, cool. Cause, and because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, really. Like I kind of did, but. He just threw me out there. He threw me out there with other writers and shit to record them and just try to help mix his shit. So I learned a lot from him because he was a real producer doing it. And he actually let me just watch and see what was going on. So I was like my first place into the studio. And then um, and then fast forward that, we had got into it. I got into it with the producer. It was over a little bit of paper too, but I was so broke. It was over a little <laughs> A little bit of paper. This is so. This is the thing. This is the tip, bro. Y'all gotta um, don't focus on little money, bro. Like, yes, you gotta get it because you're gonna be in a situation where yeah. you need it for certain shit. But it's like just keep your eye on the big prize. Yeah, don't be petty, bro. Don't be petty. Keep your eye on the big prize. The pet you because you gonna still see all these people later, whether you hate them or not. You're still gonna see, if they're still if they're in the music business or whatever they make music. You're going to see them. And it don't have to be, you ain't got to be hate towards each other. It can be cool. So just always try to figure those things out. Don't be petty. But anyway, we got into it. So then, bam, didn't have a studio again. <laughs> Staying at my friend Sean and Tunde house downtown in Atlanta. They they run Love Renaissance now in like a part of Interscope. They going crazy now. But they weren't doing that at this time. Mm. This is I'm just staying in their house because they live downtown. I know the studios is downtown. This is, I. They my dogs, this is where I'm at, because I got to get to a studio. That's all my brain's always on. Get inside a motherfucking studio. Right. Did you have a regular job or anything at this point? Hell no. Nah. Oh, no. Nah. When I got, nah, hell no. Nah. 
I told myself I was never going to get a job again. Mm. I did before that. Before I went to full selling shit, I did have a regular job working like Sam's Club and shit. Oh, okay. That shit wasn't it. <laughs> but, um, because like, if you were creative, if you were real creative, that shit will fuck your brain up, bro. Like, that shit is like torture. Even school, like, you just sitting in that room to fucking prison walls. I could literally listen to the clock I used to listen to the fucking clock, bro. Like, click, <laughs> click. The teacher would be talking. All I would hear is the fucking clock, bro. Because my brain was in so many other places. So, like, because my brain thinks music. Like, my brain does not think regular thoughts. Mm. I finally figured that out. Finally. Like, after all these years, I'm like, I just got to face it. My brain does not think regular thoughts. My brain thinks... <laughs> songs no <laughs> words too song like song titles hooks everything my brain does not think regular thoughts it sucks even when I'm talking to people regular they'll say something I'm like damn that'll be a five song I gotta stop fucking doing that people literally will tell me literally like tell me something serious as fuck my brain just be like that just made that a song bro and I'm like damn that's a five song hey, that's, dog. A gift. that's a gift though I know but to the person giving spilling their heart out to you, that shit ain't right all the time, bro. That shit be crazy, bro. And I figured out like, oh shit, I do that a lot. My brain just thinks, fuck this, think this shit all the time, all the time. Even seeing a person, like you know, like when I first met Post, I was like, what the fuck? We didn't even make no song yet. Didn't even make a song yet. We, we just kicked it, met at the studio. I'm like, damn, bro, you gonna be five, bro. <laughs> Bro, you bro, you gonna go crazy, bro. Watch. I don't even think he got it. He knew he wanted to do it though, but then he like later he of course everything came together. He was right, like, right. oh yeah, I got this. I mean, I'm like, damn, bro, you're gonna be fine, bro. I asked him if I could move to um no, he asked me to move to into his crib in LA and shit. And he was uh he was living with his friend. So I just came and piggybacked on where he was <laughs> piggybacking and shit. But we got to make we got to make music there. I'm like, as long as I'm in the studio, I'm good. That's why I never leave my studio now. Because I've always tried to get in one. So now I'm in one. Mm. I ain't got to leave, bro. You can't leave, right? I'm going to leave when this shit cracking. I got to do a show or something. But, yeah. Super dope. Super dope. But, but um, I definitely want to get to the Post Malone stuff. So so you're, you're, you're interning at studios. Got fired from from one studio from getting into it with the owner or the, the producer slash owner. Um... I guess you know what what was the next the next step after that? Oh, Hanky. The next step after that was Mr. Hanky and Collar okay. Park. Man, Mr. Collar Park. He he know he produced he he been fine in Atlanta like in the, in the 90s into the 2000s he was producing. He was an artist too. He was name was DJ Smurf. And um he used to make like all that ass shaking music in the early 90s. All that shit with like so so death based all-stars type shit. Um yeah. I met him and Hanky. I don't even know how I met them. How did I meet Hanky? I don't know how I met Hanky. But Hanky worked at Collar Park Music and they used to let me come to their studio on the south side. And um, yeah. And I would always pull up to their studio. And at that time they was working with like that BIC dude and like J Money. Mm. Yeah, First name, like, last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like futuristic time, bro. Um, 
Yeah, and they just let me in the studio, bro. And Hanky was like, yo, I'm working with these kids, Travis Porter. They manager Charlie, bro. You want to uh, mix something for him? Mm-hmm. I think I used to mix songs for like $50 or $100. Okay. $75 I used to mix songs for. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah. And um, yeah, he just got me in with them. And then I linked up with Waka. We we made that Travis Porter and Waka Flocka song. Hey, you talking about? That was like the first song I worked on. I was like moving shit around and like arranging the beat and shit and like just adding different effects to it and I like mixed it and shit. And um and then he introduced me to Charlie. You know, Charlie was always trying to save money. <laughs> At that time, he was always trying to save money and he heard I was cheap. So he was like, shit, man, start pulling up to the studio every day. Mm. Charlie started picking me up from my house to record for them in his uh his mama in his grand in his mom's basement. Yeah. And everything. We would be down there everywhere recording with Travis Porter. And then I was like, damn, I need to get these niggas some beats, bro. I don't even know I make beats. Mm. They just be moving so fast and everything. And um, one day, Jose Guapo told me to make a beat. He was there. He came before everybody else. Yeah. And, Ho- and Jose Guapo was like, yo, man, let's make a song, make a beat. So I made a beat. We made the song called Sideways. That shit was hard. And then Strap got on it from Travis Porter. And... Really, that was the beginning of them. Oh, yeah, he can make beats, too. You know what I mean? And then, um, um, but fast, wait, fast forward. What do you say you pulled up with a big-ass, like, 80-key keyboard? Oh, because my friend, <laughs> my friend had just got a Triton. Oh, okay. My friend had a Triton, and he did not use that shit. He, he didn't, he didn't use that shit at all, bro. And, um. He had a Triton or whatever, and I saw on TV or something that Pharrell had it. And the Neptunes had it. So I'm like, nigga, if they got it, nigga, something in there mm. that I need. <laughs> I think I saw a drummer boy with one before, Zay Tovin. Mm. I'm like, bro, bro, we got to use this shit somehow. I know it's the sound in here we're going to use. But now at that time, I wasn't even using it fully. I was using it as like MIDI. Mm. So I what need were you to- using? FF at this point? Hey. Logic still? Or? Yeah, I was using FL. I was using okay. FL and sometimes Logic. Okay. And sometimes Logic. And so, um, fast forward, you know, I was still rapping too. So I had a, um, I ended up, I ended up getting this manager. His name was Rail, and he used to help, and he used to help manage us with a tune. Me and my other friend who rap and make beats, Sauce. Uh, he used to, Rail, Tune Day, and Shine used to all help like manage us as rappers and producers. So I was still rapping on my own. So I got a manager to manage me as a rapper. Okay. So we had a um, we had a studio, another studio downtown. It was still bootleg as fuck. We did not have professional equipment. Then we had like a, a old ass inbox. We had an old inbox, some makeshift speakers, no speaker stands, but we was finessing it. Travis Porter came through. I remember this day perfectly because Quez came with um, Snow on the Bluff, blank DVD. This is when it first, first, first came out. Not Netflix, nothing. He just came from the barbershop and Quez had uh, Snow on the Bluff. And we watched it and we thought that shit was real, like some Blair Witch shit. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. nigga, this shit is real, nigga. I remember that. Right after that, all these girls, it was like three girls came to the studio, um, to, the, to the crib where the studio was at. We were just kicking it. And I just started, I remember I started making beats or whatever. Strap was like, bro, we gotta make some like some New Orleans shit. Like, I like I need a hot girl type shit, just something like just some New Orleans type shit. So I'm like, shit, let's do it, bro. Just make, let's do it. 
um, and we started making um. Bring it back. Mm. Wait, this order's wrong. <laughs> that was the stories, right? But it was second. We made Make It Rain first. Okay. Trippy. Classics. Yeah. We made Make It Rain first. All in the same, same night, same place, Damn. everything. And um with trading sounds or no no no. Uh shit. I remember one of the sounds was from a vibe kit. Hey, shout out to Vibe, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Vibe. And then the rest was from, I remember B-Weezy, DJ Spins. I, I met DJ Spins through um, Travis Porter, too. Okay. And um, he introduced me to B-Weezy. B-Weezy is the one with all the sounds. He's the originator with the sounds. Bro. Mm. We all using the Spins kick, but we all using the B-Weezy kick, bro. I'm telling you. Mm. Everybody got that shit. Not Weezy, B-Weezy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and shout out to Weezy, too. But, um, yeah, it was that it was that kit. I just got it too. I had it for like two days. So it was those two, three kits combined. And we just started cooking up. And I think one of the girls, uh, we asked one of the girls, which y'all like, which y'all wanna hear when y'all at the club. And she literally just went in, You wanna see some ass? <laughs> I wanna see some cash. And we recorded that bitch. And we finished it. Next thing you know, Gucci Man was on B103 talking about, yo, these niggas is hard. Mm. Like that's I remember they played it, and that was history. And later, like later that night into the next morning, we made bring it back. But we didn't even know it was about to be in a row like that, and it was about to be crazy. And we made we made the song Bring It Back. And that's like the history. Yeah, that's like the beginning. Classics like the too. Start. Like those yeah, songs yeah. are really like still in Atlanta. You hear them shit yeah, yeah. on the radio in yep. the club, like. And at the end of that, yeah. And then um, towards the end, with, like with us kicking it all the time, being together, then we made the A-Lady song. Mm-hmm. And the A-Lady song was almost an accident, bro. We sent it to Tiger. Travis Porter and Tiger we were going to make a mixtape. It's just like a twerking mixtape. And he sent it to, um, someone sent it to Tiger. He ended up putting a verse on that bitch <laughs> and just putting that bitch out. So it like forced us to just like put the song out. Mm. And that shit went crazy. Mm. Went too crazy. Um, Did those songs change your life in a way? Or? Hell yeah, they changed my life. That was that was the beginning. I'm like, oh, this is real. And then there were so many remixes on the on the Make It Rain song. Like so many remixes, so many fucking people, bro. I don't, I can't even. Child, what, what's his name? Childish Gambino. Even he did it. Danny Glover did it. Oh, for real? Yeah, he did, even know. did a remix. Everybody did a remix of that song, bro. And he did he did one to FDB too, I think. But everybody did a remix of that. And that's when I'm like, this shit is real, bro. This shit real as fuck. All my favorite rap rappers rapped on my beat, bro. This is crazy. Yeah. I know how those the young producers, the younger producers feel now. Like, I was like, I know how everybody feel now. Everybody rapping on my beat. So I'm like, this shit is real. I'm like, I knew this shit was real. So after that, I took that shit too serious. Too serious. And um, of course, I always heard about Kanye West. That was the, like the beginning of uh, him popping off too. Like, not the beginning. He he was already popped off. He popped off in what 2006, 2004 or something. Right, right, right. But I was always listening to him, always paying attention to him because I know he made beats and I know he rapped. I always did the same thing. I'm like, keep I'm gonna keep up with him. This nigga all right, or whatever. And of course, the Through the Wire video changed my life. Mm. I feel like if anybody makes beats or raps or anything, the Through the Wire video is like the most inspirational shit you could ever fucking see. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, so yeah, that that just always stuck, me, stuck with me and I'm like, shit, I'm about to do this shit. 
I started linking up with all these different artists. I linked up with Gucci, man. Um, couple, a couple times. I think Waka first in- introduced me to Gucci, man. And, um, um, shit. I mean, it was a lot. Where are we at right now? <laughs> Hold on. Let me get some water, bro. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, we were talking about, you know, the the classics that dropped with Travis Porter. And then, obviously, I'm sure shit turned out. I'm sure everybody wanted to work with you at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after after everything was, like, like rolling, rolling. Something in Atlanta that I realized doesn't happen in a lot of other places is collaborations. I tell you, all the producers collaborate in Atlanta. It's crazy. In one room, it would be, like, me, DJ Spins. Southside, Sunny Digital, even Metro, early days, Metro, oh, always be through there, bro. Cooking in the same place, might be different rooms, but it was, everybody's literally cooking up, whether it's the same computer or two computers, everybody's vibing, cooking up, literally creating artists in the mate, like while we're doing that. Mm. Whether it was at Sunny Digital House or me and DJ Spins had a studio on the east side. And like hood rich and everybody be through there. That's where Young Thug made. That's where Young Thug made fucking um his first two songs. Stoner. Stoner. Uh, not his first two songs, but his first big song. He made Stoner in there and um. <laughs> um What's you know the other one, Stoner, and what was the other song, bro? But, but anyway, everybody's be through there. Rich okay. Homie Quan, that's why that's where I made um I was linked with Rich Homie Quan and Young Thug, and we made mm-hmm. uh what's the fucking song called? <laughs> Please get the fuck out of my face. Oh, fact, fact, fact. Someone get him out of my face. Fact. That was an amazing time because them working together was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Mm. Like, if you got to witness that, man, you lucky, because of course it's over now. Them niggas worked together like magic. Like it was like they was competing against each other. Like even though they was cool, yeah, yeah like yeah. compete competing with each other for verses and hooks and all that. First person first. That shit was amazing, bro. And I got to nah, witness that. Though. And like the studio we had, it was just a good space. Everybody was coming through. So that's one thing too. Try to link with a hub or make a hub. Whatever spot you at, make sure that's the spot that everybody pulling up. It, at. It, it, you guys used to be at Hot Beats at all. Or? Nah, nah. I I wouldn't. We okay. all, I've always had my own little space. Your own spot. Okay. Whether it was small or not, I always tried to have my own space. Like this is a spot a spot off of eighty five. You know, like when you go into the north side, mm-hmm. that big where the whole bunch of studios, that big hotel building. Big hotel. It shut down though. The big hotel building. Oh, all it the, looks like Capitol Records. Looks like Capitol Records. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. a studio in there at the top yeah. floor, bro. I always wonder what the hell was going bro, on. There. I had a studio in that bitch top floor. It was actually in Zombie Land too. At the end, if you seen Zombie Land too, that whole building is in the end. Mm. Yeah, bro, bro. I gotta go check it out. We had a studio in that bitch. Diplo pulled up to that bitch. I first met Diplo and MJQ. Cool dude. But every so many people pulled up to, to my studio. DJ Green Lantern. I just always tried to have a spot where people can pull up, smoke, and hear music. You got that? You good? Have a little light, and you don't have to have the greatest equipment. Mm. You just gotta have a have place a spot. where yeah. people know. Everything kind of work. We can make shit happen. We can smoke and we cool. If you had that, you know what I mean? 
bro. That's so it's a start. That's so dope. Like, I finally figured out what the hell was going on in that in that building. I, I want to know why it's so abandoned. No, that place was a trap house, bro. Oh, the sixth floor. The sixth floor was the scariest shit. The lights was dim and shit. Cause it was like a halfway house too. Okay. It was the craziest shit. That place was crazy. It it wasn't even we weren't even supposed to be in there. It was like a condemned building, bro. And they finally just shut that shit down. Like, yeah. and we couldn't get in. Like all our shit was in there, and they condemned it. Like, and you never got it back. Like they, they finally let us. Like weeks later, because people stuff people had families and shit and shit, and their stuff was in there. So it was a big thing, and they and the elevators were off. We had to go up the steps like eighteen floors and like grab shit. Damn, it was insane. But, That's crazy. Yeah, man, that building. So every time I see that building, everybody sees that shit. Yeah, at, at yeah. The, the 285 and 85 cross at yeah, Spaghetti Junction. Exactly. That building is is legendary. And we always were like, what the hell? Like, is that, why is that shit so abandoned? It used to be a club at the bottom, too. Really? Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it used to be a club, bro. A little bit of everything. People live in their clubs. Studios. Yeah, bro. But that shit was... And shit was... It was, it was bootleg, though. It, was, yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't no um, luxury shit, I'll tell you that. Mm. But, yeah, that was that's something I always remember in Atlanta. Yeah. Legendary building right there. So um so yeah, I mean, so shit, I mean, uh so you got your spot, you know, you got people pulling up. Um what what was like your next like, you know, big, big, big like uh moment or whatever after that? Was it linking up with post or um yeah, yeah. I think the next big one, like there was there was definitely stuff in between that. I remember I met Jeremiah for the first time. And he came and he pulled up to Atlanta. He a real one too. Came to Atlanta. We made this song called Fuck You All The Time with, uh, with Lil Wayne on it. Brad paid, paid for the beat like a week after. Ooh, I'm like, you a real one. <laughs> and he offered studio time like, to pay for it. Like, you a real one, my dog. Yeah, that was an amazing song too. Um, yeah, yeah. This time period right here, this is like, you know, I was, you know, watching from the outside and I'm from like Rochester, New York. So I just remember like these times, like, bro, I just want to be in Atlanta. Like I'm seeing all this shit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I got, I got, I got to the party late in Atlanta. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. no, nah, but I feel like the Atlanta, the Atlanta party always going to be running, bro. Not most definitely. It's always new vibes, bro. We're like aliens, bro. It's, it's magic in the water or something, bro. It's like, it's a special place. It's a special place. But, um. So in between, so in between all that time, um, of course I'm still rapping, just trying to rap anywhere I can. Me and my friend had this song. We used to perform it in the club. It was called "We In There," and we knew a lot of the club promoters, and they used to like to come perform it, perform it, and everything. But of course, then I'm I'm still making beats, still trying to figure it out. Um, I randomly go to LA one time because I, I met an engineer. His name I met an engineer out there. His name is JB. So I pull up. He's like, oh, um, you like meet this dude. I just started working with him or whatever. And it, was, it just happened to be post. Damn, this dude, this dude pretty dope, man. He was like doing more rap, like rapping shit at the time. And I, you, he kind of sung a little bit, but he was doing the rapping shit at the time. I'm like, damn, this dude real dope. This dude was real dope. And then uh, he, fast forward, I moved into his spot in LA and we just started cooking every single day. He was making beats, I was making beats. Cooking, cooking every single day, like having fun, man. I wasn't, I wasn't used to being in that in LA, so I'm like, shit, this shit is crazy, bro. Right. We smoke, we, right. we smoking everything. The weather good, everything. What made you want to move out here? Like, was it was it that particular situation, or was it already like, oh, I gotta get out of LA? Um, no, nah, I wasn't trying to. I wasn't even trying. I wasn't trying to move out here. I oh, was okay. Just, 
every now and then come out here for what four days. That's it, and mm-hmm. then go home. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's all it was. And then he, and then he told me I could stay at his spot because I still like I had a little bit of money, but I didn't have like money, money like where I could just go get a hotel for weeks and weeks. I can I can do shit like that. Um, and um. We skipped the whole part, actually. I forgot about Iggy Azalea. I used to live in London for a month. I skipped the whole part. But do we need to go yeah, there? Let's talk you? about that. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go there, bro. Shit. I that, never, I never been out to London. I fast forwarded. Yo, that producer I worked with, the um producer that my dad uh, randomly okay, linked yeah, me yeah, with. Yeah. I met her there. Random as fuck. She was. She had just came here from Australia. She said she wanted to rap, and she ended up. I mean, he did produce the Beyonce song. So it was like he did have clout. Yeah, yeah. So she was just linking with him and he was working with her. They were making shit, but that shit was whack though. Like, <laughs> like it was like, I don't know, that ain't Nick. And not, nothing against him, it's just like the, the combination. I'm like, it's just, it just wasn't fully it. Mm. So yeah, Iggy was in, so she, so Iggy was in Atlanta. She, I think she moved to Texas first. Anyway, she, she in Atlanta, just like working with different producers and shit. And, um, uh, so I, I linked her. I, so I linked her with my girl, and um, cause she was literally in Atlanta alone, like literally, <laughs> like literally. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you can't be out here like that. Like, you can't just be out here like that. Like, so I linked to her. I, I linked her with her, and they started kicking it, running ideas back and forth together, like making clothes and shit, and YouTube videos, like. Just trying to make it. Like just dumb shit. Yeah just, yeah, just hanging out, like being friends and shit. And um, we were like, oh, I just started making songs with her. I started making songs. Her name wasn't even Iggy at the time. I ain't going to say her name at the time. Her name wasn't even Iggy at the time. We were just making songs, bro, cooking up, making songs. And um, I was just like freestyle shit. You know what I mean? She was going and do it. And we were just, we were just trying to figure out songs or whatever. Oh, so you were kind of songwriting too. Well, I mean, you've always been an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. I was just making songs. We just free, always freestyles. We were just always making shit. And um, then she ended up going out to LA and then she ended up making the pussy song with, with these producers named Drugs. So shit started moving faster. And then she hit me back up and we started making music again. We was out in, I lived in, we was in London for like a month. It was, shit yeah. was crazy. That shit was fire. I ain't never, before that, I ain't never been nowhere. So I was out there Literally cool and kicking it. They was tripping on the weed everywhere though, but I was out there. But I learned a lot though, because I, I got to work with some old ass producers. Sorry for calling them old ass producers. <laughs> <laughs> but they was though. Like it was these three old white dudes, bro. It was called the Invisible Men. Okay. And like, I never took production there where they were going. Like, they were just like playing the piano first. Everybody was writing to it and little shit like that. What the fuck's going on? Just go in there and do the shit. But it was just like, it was more formal. Everything was formal. They'll even get to the studio, like a nine to five, like pull up. I'm like, what? Nigga, we here all day and night. And we yeah, smoking, yeah. we doing whatever. No, it wasn't like that. It was like a real fucking job. And um, like when she got new management signed to these new people and they linked, they sent us to this studio out in Wales, bro. Far as hell, middle of nowhere. It's like an island, right? Wales, ain't it? Some I just know it's the south of England or south South Wales, but we're in the middle of fucking nowhere, literally. Yeah. But we ended up at the place where 
If you have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. bro, that farm. Okay, I slept at that farm for a week. Where like, it was like a studio. It's a studio yeah, slash yeah. farm slash. Where they made their hits and shit. Yeah, that's where they made all the songs. Wow. They, they made Bohemian Rhapsody in there. So we're in the middle of fucking nowhere, dog. Nowhere. It's me, her, and my other friend. She's from Oklahoma. She can like write songs. So uh, I think that place gave me some magic. I realized that place gave me some motherfucking magic, dog. But anyway, so we was out there just cooking up. And I learned so much from, them, from, the, um, from those producers. Like, any producer that's fire or has hits, you can learn something from. So it's like people just don't have, don't need to have egos with who they meet or whatever because you can always learn from them. They, they taught me so many different angles of production just watching them. Give us a gem. What's, what's the one thing that you would say? Not to put you on the spot. Um, Build that bitch. Build. You can literally build it. I feel like sometimes when Fruity Loops, it's like we just end up when there's a rapper. It's like, or artists, they want to just finish the whole beat. Like, nah, you can just start with one piece. You can start with one piece, write everything to that, and then add later. Because, like, drums is like, like, a melody will last forever, and drums always change. Mm. Drums change, like, every five or ten years, maybe less. So it's like, you just keep up with the drums, you're good. To all sidebar, I hear this, because when I was watching, you know, the thing that's playing behind you, um, and there was one 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 of the songs on there where it really like at the end it kind of just was like a like a long like I don't even know what to call it like you know you know the song I'm talking about it kind of just like it was more like the beat was switching up you had different things coming in and out oh yeah yeah it was our rock because it, it starts aggressive as fuck then it just kind of smooths out and I'm just I was just wondering if if that came like if that came after like you laid down the vocals and everything do you ever did you go back to the beat and kind of like do that outro kind of thing or was that just while, while you were making the beat. Um, what's well for it's crazy for me. Like some beats I've been making for like three years. It's like an ongoing thing. It'll be an ongoing thing. Okay. And shit pop up when somebody says something or a keyword. I'm like, oh shit, I got something for that. Like mm. that's why I like when people can kind of explain what they want to make, even though it's hard. It's not easy. But like when I meet a new producer, I be like, I want to feel like I can fly. I want it to fit sound smooth, ambient space. Like, that's what I, you know what I mean? Like, that's, if, if that's what I want, that's what I want. So if somebody comes to me and say certain things, I'm like, oh, I got something for that. And it might be a beat I made fucking 2010 or something, bro. Right. Like, I just got a gold plaque right now off of a beat me and Spins made in 2009. And I gave it to him, dude, a year and a half, two years ago. Just do a child. It's called Love and Hennessy. Did you did you like modernize it or is it the same? Literally the same. It's it's the same thing. Wow. Like because Spence did really he spends the Spence did a lot of it and I I literally updated it. I made it more Spanish and like bachata. Okay. Like some shit. Just fused it together and it was an old Travis Porter song. But we flipped that shit. All right. So it was like music. Yo, old music is still useful, bro. Like shit is still useful. If it's good, it's still useful, all that shit. So, um, yeah, I keep up with all my music. That's why I use iTunes and Dropbox, man. iTunes and Dropbox. I, iTunes will keep up with all your all your shit. Because I think I got an iPhone in like 09 or mm. 11 or something. I don't even know when. 12. But all the shit I made still, is in there, bro. Still. Old songs, old verses, acapellas, like all my shit. So the archives. Yeah. And sometimes I just put that shit on shuffle. 
I'm like, damn, that's hard. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that shit tonight. Mm. The artist going to pull up. That shit could be old. So just keep up with your music. Try to keep up with your music. I feel like Dropbox is the best thing. Dropbox is the best thing, bro. If you give, even if you can get a business Dropbox, I said, it's what it's really like buying a hard drive. Really, if you think about it, it's like the the business is like seven hundred dollars. Is that what it is? Yeah, but it's not monthly. You got to literally peel seven hundred. Yeah, it's for it's for like a year, but it's unused like unlimited. It's like unlimited storage. So right when I bounce down the beat. Literally, the folders are all lined up. We go straight there. I don't even have to look. When I bounce down the song, go straight there. Straight there. Straight there. And I can access that shit anywhere. And I can send a link to anybody. Because, um, yeah, yeah. Because you always got to be ready to send music to somebody at any time. Throw the stems in there, all types of shit. Yeah, like, yo, what's up? I need a, I need a beat. I need a pack real quick. Man, yo, Dropbox, everything. Google Drive fucking sucks. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Because <laughs> you got to give access and all kinds Man, of weird shit. That shit is stupid. I've literally not finished songs with my one homie. He, he lives in Australia and I make songs with him. Probably like two songs we didn't finish because I had to get access or something. So I was like, fuck it. And I just moved on to something else. Or, like literally yeah. moved on to something that was completely new. Now it's lost in the sauce. But yeah. Yeah, that's a gem right there. Don't 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 get lost in the sauce, but he's in Google. Uh, Google it's easy to get lost in the sauce. Tag like. I saw something on y'all page, maybe. I think it said, tag your beats, bro. Your beats will get lost in the sauce, bro. And it'll be your fault because you didn't either tag it, you didn't put your name on it, you didn't put the beat, you didn't put nothing on it. Yeah. And it could easily just get lost, bro. Because you just named it something, something 162 BPM. Yeah, bro. You got to, yeah. Like, yeah. My friend just sent me a whole bunch of shit with just a, nothing. Just a, like a, just like, hello, Hello to or something like, bro, that shit gonna get lost. These producers sending loops too. I feel like you definitely should put your, your name in the loop too. I don't know why people wouldn't do that shit. Yeah, I don't understand either, but label everything, bro. Label your shit. Now, I understand sometimes you be moving fast, but you gotta, you gotta label your shit, man. Yeah, I've been man, to too it, many horror stories, bro. It ain't nothing to go before you before you zip it up, go and, you know what I mean? Throw, throw your tag in there. Only make beats on somebody else's computer that you trust. I repeat, you can collab and make beats on other people's computers because, like, we do it here, but I'm a trustworthy person. And like, <laughs> the shit is tagged. Your shit is on there. Your name is on there if we work. But yeah, I've made beats with people, big songs, no credit because I made it on that producer's computer. And you got no proof. No proof. Yeah, that's fucked Just up. my word versus theirs. And sometimes the producer won't be a hundred and they won't keep it a hundred. Be like, what? I made that shit. So you can collab, but just make sure you're cool with the person. That's all I ask. Like, you gotta just be cool with the person. Shit's fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I won't ask for any specifics, but damn, that's fucked up. Yeah, bro. Oh, how to, oh, oh, you wanna know a video I've never watched? Even though the video was cool, the video was sexy. Doom, 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 doom. The fade with and the Tiana, Tiana Taylor dancing. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what song I'm talking about. Fade. Yes, dog. I'm dog. Not the whole, not the whole beat. The, the breakdown part, the ending, greatness. But shit happens. But that was my fault. I was on somebody else's computer. Drop the sauce on there. Or get a little video clip like, "Yo, I'm making this right now." Like, yeah. <laughs> but I, but the crazy thing, like, bro, I'm not, on studio etiquette, I'm so for real on that. I respect studio shit so much. Sometimes I know some. Uh, we couldn't though. It was fucking 
Kanye in there and fucking Rick Rubin and shit. I ain't, oh, I shit. couldn't just be oh, like, okay, damn. That's should have. I wish, but yeah, man. Right, you're but, just like you're just probably thankful to be in that room. Thankful yeah, for yeah, I was just thankful to be in there. I'm like, holy shit, it's crazy. Mm. So charge it to the game. Make it on your own computer. <laughs> charge it to the game and learn from it. Right? Yep. So 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 you're out in London. Come back to Atlanta. How long between them before you you know you're back? You're out here working with Post. So um. And I know there, I know there had to be some times here. I know there had to be some rough times or something you were going through where shit was hard or was. Oh going. hell yeah! Oh hell, don't hell. leave that out, man. We, oh know, hell yeah! That's the inspiration. Oh, but these times I'm coming to LA, I was broke, bro. Like, not broke, broke, but broke. Like I was spent. Like I didn't realize how expensive weed was. All that <laughs> shit. I was mismanaging. I was just pulling up. We was partying. See, we we was making music. We was having a good time at the same time. What was broke, man? But <laughs> it was the, all these times were hard. I just, I feel like my escape was always a studio. Like my drug is like just being in the studio. Like I forget all that shit. That's like when I'm in here, it's like my, that is my puff or whatever in my head. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I just got to be in there. So all the bullshit, I just never tried to pay attention to. I never tried to like fall in and shit. Like I got into fights because of music shit. At studios, all kind of wild shit. Because, like, people can throw you off and make you lose your focus. Like, throwing their insecurities on you mm. and other people. They can just throw them shits. Like, here, here's mine. Take it, take mm. it. Hey, my brain was clear, bro. Mm. I was wavy, bro. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. Somebody could, bro, somebody could come in and give a negative Phil Jackson speech. You ever, has that ever happened? What you like, mean? instead of, Phil Jackson walking in the room giving a speech to turn everybody up, like, yo, let's do this. There could be people that come in and literally be like, man, the world fucked up. This shit ain't gonna never be right. Mm. You be like, wait, what? And but then they might even say something that kind of makes sense. And then you even listen and it's like, wait, bro. what am I doing? I know what you mean, bro. Hell yeah. Yeah, they call that a reverse Phil Jackson speech. I we like don't that. want that. I like we don't that. want a reverse Phil Jackson. You want the you want the people that drop the Phil Jackson speeches when you were like around or like Say positive things and just 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 positive shit. Just saying five shit that can help everybody in the room, whether it's a joke or something serious. Like, come on, man, you got to control your vibes and protect your magic, bro. That's yeah, a definitely. I agree, especially if you're in a, if you're in a leadership position too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I used to yo was crazy because I feel like I always tried to put myself in a leadership position, and I would let the I wouldn't control the energy and control the vibes in the room. I just used to let everybody do whatever they want. Mm. You know what I mean? Whoever was the loudest, whatever, you could have it or whatever. But now nah, you got to control the vibes. Like, she can still get crazy because, I mean, it's a studio, you know what I mean? So you got to let everybody's vibes get out. Everybody's own, what do you call it? Everybody's vices is different. <laughs> and some artists work amazing with their vices. So sometimes you got to have a balance. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. So yeah, man. So you're out here in LA, and you're working with you know Post before you know before he's Post and White Iverson, man. How, how did that come about, man? Was that just regular regular day at the studio? Just um, well, we recorded that. We recorded at the studio. It was not our studio. It was someone else's studio. But that studio was on the fucking beach, off the PCH. You could see that shit. You could see the whole beach. 
that's how I think. That so how was he was so lit? How was he having all this like access and stuff like that? No, I mean, I was a producer and I would be going to other people's, other producer studios. Oh, so yeah, okay. So you saying. know what I mean? He, he would just come with me and he could make beats too. Like we would, I would, sometimes I'll try to book out a studio and it would just be me and him making beats and just making songs. But he used to go, he was at Travis Scott's house when we were making Rodeo, he came over. Nobody knew who he was. Y. Iverson wasn't out yet. Yeah, yeah. But he was over there. He pulled up. Metro was over there. Southside was over there. Everybody. But... I mean, he was just a regular time then. Yeah, and, yeah. But he's, he still had all the talent, all the five shit. Nah, he, we just used to go to different studios and just cook up. And we was out in, at this amazing studio, man. They had everything, SSL, everything. And we literally kept the doors open. The vibes was open to the beach. We could hear the water, Damn, everything. That's, that's how I think that song was made, just like location. Just, yeah. yeah, I feel like people don't take into account shit like that, vibes. Oh, yeah. The vibes are definitely real. Yeah, that's fire. Shit, I want a studio like that, man, on the beach like that. Oh yeah, that it always inspired me. It always inspired. You ever me. go back there? Um, I've been there in years. No, I've been there. It was someone's personal studio. Okay. Yeah. Someone with a bag. Yeah, big bag. <laughs> big bag. So that song comes out. So okay, so all these, all these songs, like you know the Travis Porter stuff. Those are all back in like the mixtape era. Where you know, what I mean, it was, it was. I feel like it was, it was different and difficult for producers to to get paid. And obviously, there was publishing and stuff for the radio and all that stuff. But, but that was that was obviously your most commercially successful song, and and it was in an era where you could at least capitalize off of the sales and stuff. I think we talked about money before. Yo, know, like, focus on the prize, and the money will come. I feel like every time I have a session and somebody pulls up and the first thing we talk about is like money or just something, just like, uh, our brain ain't in the right place. It's like music just left. We just put like money into it. Mm. But that's just me though. May, like, and I know there's producers, there's other producers that are way more successful than me and probably, you know what I mean, and do other stuff. But I'm like, I always try not to let money like fully get away. I mean, you got to get paid though. You got to get paid. So you got to have a good manager too. Mm. You got to get paid, but well, yeah, let's talk about, so you say, if, you, if you're talking money conversations first, like, what do you mean? Like, talking about plans, like, yo, we're going to do this. And, or like, what do you mean? Like, when, when money, how would, how would money even come into conversation first? Because I feel like I do that a lot. I feel like I'm always, I'm always trying to talk about, oh, we could, if we do this, then we do that. I'm, you School me, man. I'm making mistakes out here. It's different situations. Like, I feel like I've heard a rapper, producer name the price in the room. Like, or... Okay, so transactional. Or like... Or like... (sighs) Putting certain worths on things, like... Intentions, all right. I would say intentions. Your beginning intentions. Like, if you have a famous artist, people will just go in with that artist, of course, because they're famous. But you might go in there like, I'm about to make the bag off them. Some, some, something. Mm. Like, I'm just going to laugh at all their jokes just because, because yeah. they got the bag. I'm about to get this yeah, bag off them. Like, like, then, 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 then. like, I feel like intentions, those things, like, always fuck shit up. So it's more like instead of money, I would say intentions on what you want to do with the person. All the situations I went in was like, 
I want to make good music. I want to do this. Everybody's going to hear this. Everybody's going to love this shit like that. Like, this going to change the world. This, this, this. Like, you know, the, all the money going to come with all that anyway. But it's just like your intentions with people and linking with them. Like, I can tell, sometimes I can tell when people's are, intentions are bad towards me already. It's like, not even saying they want to hurt me, but they just want to be around, take everything and leave. Whether it's ideas, songs, tracks, beats, anything like that. It's just people in, people's intentions. I always want to do 50-50. Like, when I link with 2 chains, anybody, post, it's like 50-50, bro. You bring your magic, I bring my magic. Let's bring it all together. We might have help from a couple other producers or somebody else, but let's just bring it all together and do what we came here to do. Let's make the best music. Yeah, make the best music. We going to count the money anyway if it's good. If we do all this shit right, all that shit's going to happen anyway. Mm. Oh, yeah. Dope. Super dope. Hell yeah, yeah, man. The shit you just said about intentions, though, like, I feel like if you're thinking like that, like, I'm going to finesse this person like this. or I'm Oh, yeah. People think like that every day. Yeah. People literally think like that every day. I mean, it, it's cool, I guess. I guess it works for some people. Yeah. That shit ain't never worked for me, though. But that's what I'm saying. I'm just going to say in my opinion, in my shoes. Whenever I had bad intentions but still wanted to do something, it just never worked. Or just ended up bad somehow. Ended up flipping like, whoa, what the fuck? I hate when I read situations like that, too, because it always comes off super, super obvious, too. Like, I don't know if everyone can can read shit like that, like, but you know you know how it's obvious. Mm-hmm. I don't like shit like that. Yeah. I definitely don't. I'm, I always try to, I always, I'm a, I'm a big person on collaboration. I believe in collaboration. You just got to make sure it's with the right, right people. It's like a relationship. You can have a relationship with it, the wrong person. You got to, yeah. You got to, you just kind of got to figure it out and just have good energy and good intentions, man. That's what I say. 100%, man. Try not to be jaded. It's easy to be jaded in this shit. It's so easy. How so? Just being in situations where you didn't get as much money or you didn't get paid mm. or something, it's so easy to put that that energy towards the new situation. Mm. I've done that plenty of times mm. and didn't mean to. I didn't even mean to. I was just mad because of the previous situation or another situation. I'm thinking this person going to do it to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this person, she's going to do it. He's going to do it to me. I'm like, they might not even, their intentions might not even be like that. But you just threw them into the bus with everybody else and miss shit. Like, I, I feel like I've probably missed some things because of that. And that's just, yeah, because I was just mad mad over a situation. Now I'm I'm all good. Now I'm not mad at over any situations, all that shit in the past, fuck it. But yeah, you got you to gotta control your ego, yeah. control your emotions, because you can be jaded or angry at something. You can't let that happen, bro. You just got to. Keep it. Find your escape, whether it's music or whatever. Do that shit because you don't want to be angry in this shit. Don't be the mad person. Because yeah, it'll turn genuine people off. Yeah, people yeah. Are, you know what I mean? People are like, damn, bro, I was just here to be real, be 100. And you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Bro's got something going with it. Yeah. So just, yeah. Just try to try to keep it cool, laid back. <laughs> don't talk shit. Everybody always hear it. Even if you were just joking. That's the thing. Keep the, keep the, like, that goes back to like being sarcastic and all that. You could be, you could be telling a joke that's not real or just something, even a joke between you, but you're forgetting. The person you're talking about is famous. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> to this person, this is like, even if it's the smallest thing, like, yo, my, like, this artist farted yesterday. I'm just making an example. Yeah, this artist yeah, farted yeah, yeah. yesterday. That's news. 
whether you think of it as that or not. I'm like, Facts. this is just like, this could just be my friend or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to everybody else, no, nigga, this is a superstar, like TMZ shit. Just, so just shut up. Don't mm. talk to nobody, bro. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, like dead ass, bro. Dead ass, bro. There's been times like a kid in a random, like in Seattle, came up to me. Pause, I was even a Seattle dog. I didn't ever know what a Seattle dog was. It was like, yo, you ever had a hot dog in Seattle? I'm like, nah. So I went, I'm out on the street corner, like literally. This kid comes up to me, he's like, don't you make beats and shit or whatever? Aren't you, aren't you FK? I was like, yeah. And I don't, that don't even happen a lot. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I was just like, all right, whatever. I'm cool. He starts asking me all these questions, bruh. He's interviewing me, but I didn't see it as that. Like, I wasn't even paying attention. He's literally, literally interviewing me about somebody's album. The next day, that shit is on. Kanye to the blogs, going crazy, though. Like, he was recording it? I don't know if he was recording uh, it, but he had He my, ran with it. He had so much stuff and ran with it. I'm thinking I'm talking to a kid on the street, just like, just literally kicking it. Like, yo, yeah, I make music. Yo, yeah, sh- Cool shit's happening right now. Nah, that little kid interviewed me, bro. Finesse you, damn. The artist was mad, called me within like five hours, bro. Woke me up the next day, mad as fuck. He knew. He I'm like, thinking I just- be one person. Yeah, I'm just thinking <laughs> I t- like, but it wasn't, it wasn't even malicious. It was literally one random kid on the street. He was younger than me, everything. Like, but he, he was like a fucking journalist. Damn. <laughs> it was crazy, bro. I didn't say anything. It wasn't saying anything bad. It was just yeah. like- Song, like, it was like song ideas and shit. Not even thinking, but like, I think just a little kid is just going to be happy. Like, yeah, I just, but nah. Be quiet. Mm. That's definitely, man. So at that point, after after White Iverson and shit, was, was shit all the way lit at that point for you? Like, or how long did it take before? Because I know for these big records, I feel like people people should know it's not like the payment just um, comes like, oh yeah, song is big, you're paid. Right, 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 right. Nah, it was still regular. Like, I remember I was still working with Lil Uzi at that time. Like, early Uzi. Word. Like, FaceTiming, talking, like, all those, like, what's that first project? Dude. Had Moist on there. 1987. Love is Rage. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that had started, like, picking up. But I was, I met with him, but, like, before that, we were just cooking up. We were just making songs. Like, he was real cool. Real, real cool. And, um, yeah, years later, he just blew up, bro. I want to make some. I want to link up with him again. All mm-hmm. out, we only did like Love Is Rage shit, and we had like five unreleased songs. So like, we made like we we made a lot of shit. And during that time, Love Is Rage is happening, and then um. So I still, it's really still like all underground SoundCloud shit, <laughs> really. Even the White Ivy shit, that shit blew, but it introduced me to so many people. I I, I met Mac Miller through that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mac Miller. Um. We ended up making a song with Uzi. Me, Mac Miller, Uzi, and Post. The most random song ever. But yeah, we would just make it. Yeah. No, it's out. Oh, okay. It's out. There's two different versions, though. I wish I could put out... I should put out the other versions way harder. But a version of it is out. DJ Drama had put it out or something like that. Um, yeah, I was rapping on it, too. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, money was coming in. Like, money... W- and money wasn't coming in yet. I was just getting money from old shit. Okay. Others like make it rain and shit. Like yeah, checks yeah. from that was coming in and shit. They were like just normal. But what's that? I was just still eating off that. And um 
fuck? Oh, she just blew up like crazy. That shit was insane. But we said he was gonna be the like the biggest artist. Like, you, I was like, you gonna be America's poster boy, bro. Your birthday's July fucking fourth, bro. Is it really? Yes. Your <laughs> birthday's on the fourth of July, and you like beer <laughs> and guns. If that ain't America, I don't know what is. Like, that is literally America. Fourth of July, guns and beer. Pretty much right. Might not might not have worked for him if he would have came out like more like more around these times though. Not not to get into yeah, all that. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about it. Yeah, perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. Um, but okay, so you mentioned all these connections and stuff. Like for for me, I find like bro, like you know, in this shit, you know, it's a relationship game. It's a it's a social industry. You're meeting you meet people daily. You're taking people's numbers down. How do you know who to stay in contact with and and you know, you've even mentioned like, you know, there, there's some like, yeah, I haven't worked with this person ever since. And how will like, give us some gems on managing relationships or is it just, is it just, it's not even manageable? Managing relationships is really a filter, bro. It's like, it's an uncontrollable filter. Not saying like I've made one. I pro- Like I'm saying, you can miss stuff all the time. Because when you like when shit is like lit lit, everybody be hitting you up at the same time. So it's really just being organized, having your shit ready to send like that, and not sending duplicates either. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I mean, just being organized and having your shit ready to send to people on time. Like that's like that's a that's a big thing. I still have problem with it because like deadlines. Sometimes you might not be creative, but deadlines you gotta take deadlines serious. You take deadlines serious, you'll be unstoppable. Like deadlines and consistency and keeping up with people like all the time. Like, cause I'm a, like, I could be a loner. I could be a full blown loner and be good, but it's not good all the time. It's not good all the time. Like hitting people up whenever you need something that's not wavy. Like mm-hmm. that, ain't the, that ain't the move. You know what I mean? It's definitely good to keep in contact with people. Not everybody, but just got to figure out <laughs> Those, you just got to figure out those people you fuck with, man. Like, and those are the people that you talk to all the time. Mm. There's no rules to this shit, right? There ain't no rules. Yeah. You can be a loner if you want to, but. But I, because yeah, sometimes I feel like, damn, this is some person that I should have, I should stay in contact with. But then it's like, I don't even know what to stay in contact with them about. Right, right, right. You know, know what I mean? That, that, that's a thing. Um, I feel like another thing is like, even know if this is the right word, not respect. Like, I just feel like if I hit certain people, they know that shit gonna be serious though. And it's not like I'm just asking for anything, but it's like, you gotta have a good pitch or whatever. No, you gotta have a good, <laughs> you gotta have a good, like, log with the person. Track like, yeah, yeah. Like, one time I text two chains, this dumbass joke. I still think this nigga's mad, not mad at me over it. <laughs> It was just funny as fuck. And nigga was like, nah, because in the other people, this shit was funny. He was like, nah, man. So, but, so I'm like, damn, he might not take the next thing I, t- uh, I send serious. Or it could be just be all in my head. I'm just, that's just a random example. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, you know what I mean? Just make sure people know when you hit them up, it's for something serious. It's for something fire too. Like, it ain't just for anything. Which can be hard at first. If you don't, it can, it can if be you don't hard. got nothing going. You know what I mean? It can, it, Producer to producer and you know, producer to artist. You know what I mean, I mean, it's always value if you're bringing beats and stuff. But, but you know, I think you know what I'm talking about though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just 
definitely another thing when you just meeting people, try not to be so clingy. Like mm. some people do that. I've met some people and they thought they was my best friend after a week and mm. was asking me for shit. Like I'm like, hey, bro, I just met you, bro. We ain't cool like that. Like you know what I mean? You ain't just be be accessible and like be. Just always be where like you can help the situation. You can always be in a situation where you can help. Bring value. You always bring value, bro. Always bring value. Don't ever be known as the dude who just come around and just, he just handicaps everything. Like, don't be that dude. Mm. Whatever you do, don't be that dude. Another good story, another a person I saw go up from, from the bottom, from the mud to the top, be Weezy, bro. From even early Travis Scott sessions where T.I. was at, all them early shits, Young Thug was at, Bro would definitely be in there cooking in the background. Cooking shit. Cooking up. Now that nigga at the top. That shit is amazing. The most fire shit I've seen. I've seen it a lot of times. It was just amazing to see his, bro. He been grinding. So to see him get it, that's hard. Literally. No beef. No nothing. He just in the studio cooking. Like, that's what like, the main thing is. Just get into the studio. Get into the studio. That's popping. That's all. As always, always my goal, get into there any way possible, bro. You're going to be good. If you got some fire shit, you're going to be good. Get in there. Mm. I met a producer in D.C. Bro, no cap. I met a producer in D.C. Like, I was out there on the road with my homie, A. And um, uh, and this girl linked us, and he was like, yo, man, I make beats, whatever. I engineer, bro. How the fuck did you do this shit? And he lived in like Virginia or DC or whatever. I'm like, bruh, it's easier now. Just get on, just DM certain people, bruh. DM an engineer, DM a DJ. Like, the engineers, DJs are cool, bruh. Like, DM, let them know that you got some shit and you fire. Of course, they got to hear it and make sure that it's cool. Right, right. But like, take different routes, go through them. Don't take the same fucking route. Like, don't go knock on the studio door and be like, hey, what's up? Can I get in here? here. Like, I'm no, bro. <laughs> no. And people do that. You'll be surprised. People mm-hmm. do that at studios across America. Literally, knock on the door and be like, and I come in, like, some like, no, you got to get in here. You got to get introduced. Like, you can't just do that. And anybody can introduce you. Just, just get in the studio, man. Just get, just get into that studio. And it's making your own lane to creating your own circles. That's what people fuck, fuck up too. They try to get in everybody your circle. Make mm. your own circle. It's not hard. Mm. Not hard. Man. You're talking about coming up with artists? Coming up yeah, with artists and shit. Yeah. Everybody just wants to jump in. Drake's, oh, everybody just wants to jump in OVO. Everybody just wants to jump in Dream Chasers. Everybody just wants to jump in. They got their squad, bro. Right, right. Like, yes, every now and then a new person might be able to come through and like, oh yeah, they squad. But it's like, for everybody, it ain't like that, bro. You got to make your own squad, make your own circle. It's not that hard. I, I want to say I agree, but that shit definitely is hard, though. It depends what, it depends what kind of circle, you, what kind of circle where you, what kind of, if you, what kind of circle are you trying to create? Well, that would be hard. It just depends what. True, true. I guess I would just say, like, you know, coming coming up, like, you know, the people that I started with, like, like you know, I'm the producer, they're the artist. It's hard to to get everybody on that same page and where everybody wants to put in equal work and everybody wants to Oh, yeah, up. it is. People going to get dropped on the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People going to get dropped on the way. Everybody ain't going to make it to the finish line. People ain't, everybody's not going to make it, bro. 
Bro, there's a um, producer artist. He was just about to walk in. That uh, me and my homie went. He had he did not go to no schools at all, no training, nothing. He just a producer friend of mine just introduced us. He brought him to the studio one day. He was like, "Yo, man, I keep this bitch clean for y'all." You know what I mean? Value <laughs> brought that value. If I if I could just kick it with y'all and just watch shit. He went on to in, engineer for Kevin Gates around the world, everywhere he go, everything, no. Tra- nothing just came in the right studio at the right time, bro. So it's like, shit ain't impossible. You gotta put yourself in the right spots and bring value. Like, don't be no sucker. Like, don't be a sucker. Bro. Right, right. Don't be the chump. Don't be the don't be the dead weight. Bring something to the table. Even if it's just weed. <laughs> it could be the weed. You could be the weed, man. You could be. Pick up a camera, engineer. Anything, bro. Yeah. Anything. Be the graphic designer, whatever. Have good intentions, though. It goes back to intentions. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely been cameramen, other dudes that came with, I want to be a rapper intentions. I'm about to try to finesse you with the camera for one day. And No. What you mean? Like, they act like they're going to be a cameraman, but they're just there. They don't want to do that at all. They just like, I'm like, bro, I'm not fucking stupid. Like. Mm. And you could have done both if you was just cool. If you were just yeah, smart, yeah. you could have just done both. Stay down, stay patient. Just like, be patient, bro. Yeah. Patience and persistence, bro. That shit is real, bro. Patience, bro. You got to have it. Have to have it. Mm-hmm. You got to have it, bro. It's like, like the most serious shit ever, bro. Patience. And just, I, I just, I think of it as playing seeds and dipping out. Mm. Like playing seeds, I'm out. Playing seeds, I'm out. Playing seeds, I'm out. You sit with that bitch, let it harvest, but sometimes you sit too long, it's just, you can fuck up everything. Mm. So now I'm just, keep the relationship everything, but let's just plant these seeds, you know what I mean? On to the next next garden or whatever. Mm. We planting, we planting more and more. Like I got seeds from two years ago, just now sprouting. Mm. Like, don't even matter. Mm. So you just got to keep that focus. Like, all right, I'm doing this. It's going to be like this. Next thing is going to I think that's big too because you know Water certain, too. certain relationships and certain opportunities can come and you might want to put all your energy into it because you think like yeah this is it this is this is my break this is what you know like you just said like you know what I mean keep maintain it but don't just you know what I mean mm-hmm. don't just think that this is it this is everything because like you're going to you're going to be real hurt when when it's not yeah real hurt and you know that's time gone to waste different mm-hmm. opportunities missed now, that's real shit bro I don't even get mad at people anymore like I don't I don't give people expectations like, like I don't give people expectations like I don't like this person was you were supposed to be like this like nah anything can happen you know what I mean but you still have to have like that open heart still be cool don't be jaded but <laughs> and and one thing too that I just thought of this cuz this your your story has kind of been, this has been the theme and uh, this is actually a tweet we posted from uh, Nick Mira he said bro when you get a placement forget about that shit move on worry about the next placement uh, yep, don't sit there and don't sit there and be like you know what I mean just get caught up on that placement don't even think about that shit just move on and obviously your story has been a, a testament on, to that bro. just move on just move on it's so much shit that can happen with that song it might not ever come out might not ever come out Five years later, you can use the beat for something else or the idea for something else. But yeah, bro, it happens to everybody. Like, 
You know how I many songs Kanye West and fucking Drake that got got that no one will no one will ever hear? They have thousands of them, bro. Right, right. You're going to produce a song for somebody and it's not gonna come out sometimes. It's a part of part of it. Part of it. I'm not trying not to even tell people now. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. it might just the case. Yeah, jinx that shit. <laughs> yeah, man. So cook it, plant, like plant it. Let that shit grow. Some might take a long time too. That's what other people don't realize. Some might take a long time. I've met people, we made a song, didn't make a cool song. Three years, five years later, we made a song and it was amazing. It finally worked out. Mm. Three years later, five years later. Slow grind. Plant those seeds. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely, bro. Oh uh, man, let's see, man. There's so much shit, man. Man, so much to talk about, like, you know, from all the shit you've done with Travis, you know, all the way back from Rodeo, you know, the Astro World, 21. So many different things, man. Um, but uh, I know, I know. More so recently, you really, really gone in on um, your own artistry and your own songs and stuff like that. Um, I guess what, uh, what, what, and I mean, you know, t- t- talking to you, you know, it's always been, it's always been there. You know, what I mean, that's always been a part of everything for you with the music shit. But why, why now? I guess why, um, what, you know, what, what's making you want want to focus more, more and more on that now? I actually, it was crazy. I actually hate that question, bro. Why now? Because <laughs> it's always been, I've literally always been doing it. Yeah, yeah. But of course, it's just like in different eyes. It's just like the perception is like, I understand, but I've literally been doing, like I've, I've, I've always just made music. I've always done it. But I make five beats too. Mm. And it's just, I, I guess it's just more so focused at the time. It was crazy when I met Pharrell and I met Kanye at two different times at the studio and I forgot to ask them, how do they decide what song is theirs and what song they give away? Oh. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a difficult question. What they, what was their answer? I didn't get to ask them. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Like a dumbass. I forgot to fucking ask the two goats that doing this shit. Who like? How do y'all decide what's what's for you and what's what's not? Like, what's your big song and what's what's not? Well, what's your answer to that? Um, my answer. I'm like, I try to be like organic with everything. So I try to like let the shit happen naturally. Like, if I accidentally play a beat or something, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and sometimes I just let it go. Like. I guess it was meant to be that person's song, but that could, I'm not saying that's the right thing, but I kind of just go off shit like that or just sometimes play it and see if the person wants to get on it. And there's no, and there's no real answer. That's what sucks. That's why I wish I would, I, had, I wish I had the answer. I mean, I'm just like starting like my campaign, my, my, my real campaign on what I want to do is like, I feel like it started within the last three years. Like, even though I've always been aiming for it, but, now, like the campaign started, you know what I mean. I want, I, I want the position. I want the respect from both things. Like, it's gonna be hard work too. But I mean, I'm gonna get it though. It's gonna be hard work. Is there anything that you have had to sacrifice or 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 have to sacrifice from from producing to make that happen? Um, hell yeah, definitely. It's like the filter. It's like right. Now, I'll only work with like certain people like I really only work with my friends or people that I've always had a connection with like, like of course Post Malone Travis Scott um 
even my homie Key. It's just certain, just, you know, certain situations and just certain new artists. I'm, you know what I mean? We're going to link and work, but I'm just, I'm just making music. And if a person wants to hop on a song and they can, they can hop on it or maybe we can make some new stuff, but I'm just focused, literally focused on me. I'm just focused on me. Literally. Most definitely, man. Um, with, uh, with um, you know, your last project, the uh, um, Tokyo project, you were you know featured on Complex and LA Weekly. I guess how did how did the uh, like how did that come about? Is that just off of relationships too, or like how does how does how do artists get press and stuff like? I'm trying to get gems for you know. Hell yeah, um, artists. See, that's like press and all that. That's not really my my. That's not really my zone, but. But nah, but I mean stuff like that, that's relationships too. Yeah. Like there's a there's some Yeah, there's there's definitely people who work with different um like magazines and different blogs that I do know. And I kept a relationship. We chill and smoke sometime. But for the most for but for the most part, my thing is music. All I know is I'm releasing this. The couple of people I do know, can you help me with this at all? Like you gotta ask. Like a closed mouth won't get fed. Mm. And be prepared to have money too. Don't just like don't be prepared to just go in getting everything for free. Like people need money. Like everybody needs money. It's no not a one person that doesn't need money. Whether you're the richest person or poorest person, anybody. Not saying you need. Not saying you have to have it, but you know what I mean. Like you want you want to get paid for what you do. Right, right. So yeah, just don't go in there like with bad broke intentions. Like I want this shit for free. But a closed mouth don't get fed either. I definitely realize that. You never know who can help you or who will help you. You never know. The least, like the person you least suspect will be the person. Like, Hell yeah, let's do it. But it's just. I don't know. Throughout time too, of course, the like the like respect levels get higher, whereas it makes it easier. But like we were saying earlier, just have some um just have something to show or I just have something where you can help. Have something where you can help them when you're asking for help. You right. know what I mean? It's yeah. 50-50 shit. Value exchange, value exchange. Exchange, man. Value exchange. This shit is, shit is amazing. Just think about the Oregon Trail. Think about trading and shit. <laughs> like, think about it like that. Barter system. <laughs> the barter system, man. Barter system. Nah, facts, facts. Man, shit, man. Just from hearing your story, man, just the, the, like, the key things I think everyone should take, take away is um, obviously passion and you got to do something that you like at the end of the oh, day. Yeah. You got to be about this shit. Um, man, patience and longevity and just uh, moving on. You know what I mean? When not getting, not getting stuck at, at periods of time or, or opportunities and just, you know, letting things happen naturally, planting those seeds. Um, and, and just, just being this shit for the long game. Cause you know, we, your story started in the in the early 2000s from just getting into, you know, music and all that stuff. And here we are, 2020, and, uh, you know, all these plaques and shit like that. It's just crazy, bro. But uh, I guess one thing, one way I like to end these interviews is what would you say if you could leave anyone with the best piece of advice, all the people watching, the people that are, you know, no matter where they are in their career, maybe they're just getting started, just started making beats a month ago or they've been at it, you know what I mean, uh, for some years now, what? you could literally sit them down and, and give them the best piece of advice, what would you leave them with? Best advice. This is just from my opinion. 
creating your own squad, creating your own team, creating your own lane, creating your own structure, your own. If you do that, you cannot be stopped. Like, yes, people are going to get, some people on the team are going to get thrown off. They're not going to make it all the way to the end. But you you can do this broke, too. You don't have to have money. Like, it's, it, you do not have to have money to do this. You just need, you really just need friends and connections. Like, to, to get a fucking preamp to record yourself, you can get a Behringer one for, what, $90 now, like. Even cheaper, I feel like fifty dollars. Right, right. That's step one. You and your friends can put that money together. Because once people put in money for a studio, it's like, it's like the first step. It's like the first step to a structure. And I'm saying you have to make a studio, but just have to make that meeting place. Like I was saying, like everybody who put up to my to my spot, whether it was from the beginning or now, it's a place. It's a place you could smoke at. <laughs> it's a place you could hear loud ass music. All that, you know what I mean? It's like those are like key things to this, especially when it comes to producing and being an artist. But um, just creating your own, creating your space. It might be shared with other people. There's nothing wrong with that. But creating your own space, your own name, your own thing, it will help in the long run. I feel like you, you can't lose with that. And it doesn't have to be a full team. It could be one, two. I mean, it could be two people, three people. It doesn't have to be five, six, seven, eight. It'd be two, three people. Bring ideas together and just bring, just make things happen, man. Make things happen. But it, it could just all start with making a name. That's what I say about beats. I name all my beats. They got a name, they got life, bro. Mm. I don't just put a number on them. For real? I don't just put a random number on them. Hell no, nah, this shit got life. This shit got a name to it, bro. What are the name? What, what, what usually inspires the names? Where do they come from? Just They just pop in your brain? They just pop in my brain, the uh, instrument. A song. I, told, I, I try to make a song title. I, I make a while I'm making a beat. I freestyle fully, like at least twelve bars on every beat I've ever made. At least a lot of times I recorded. A lot of times I didn't record it. It's yeah. just in there as a song. Like so, when I do another song, oh, I wrote this song already. Mm. So yeah, bro, this shit just. What else? Every situation is a learning experience, bro. That's some real shit. That ain't no. That's not just a random ass phrase. That's some real shit you can learn from every single person. My ears always open. But uh, yeah, that was I don't know. Is that a, is that advice? I'll say that's advice. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and run this interview back, man. Because catch these gems, man. Don't, oh don't yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all, gonna, y'all gonna have to run this back three, four times, man. They 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 in there. They in facts, there. facts. Hopefully man. it motivates. I just like I said, I don't but just motivate motherfuckers, bro. Motivate people, even the haters, bro. Even the haters, bro. It all, it will all help you. And then that even makes sense. But do you, bro? <laughs> Have those good intentions, though, like you said. Intentions, yeah, man. Intentions be everything, bro. I wonder what really makes a, a person with bad intentions versus a person with good intentions, or just a good person versus a uh, asshole. But anybody can <laughs> do it, though. But anybody can fall in that position, like. It's not even saying that it's just a certain type of person. Like, like naturally in business, if two people come to you, you're kind of going, you're like saying you have to, but you might be leaning towards a person who's done it a couple of times, more so this person. But everybody knows the young, the young brain 
can be unstoppable sometimes. They might have the greatest idea ever. You just don't, you just haven't seen it yet. Right, right. Just naturally in business, sometimes you'll lean towards, like if Jeff Bezos can hit you about something, of course you're going to lean towards him then. Bro, like Mark Zuckerberg when he was nine. Right, right, right. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Mark Zuckerberg when he was nine might have good ideas, but nah, it's not Jeff Bezos. But yeah, it's like, so we all kind of do it. You know what I mean? You just got to have a good, what do you call it? Gotta have a good filter, bro. Not saying judge a book by by its cover. Sometimes you gotta judge it. <laughs> you gotta judge, but just hopefully it's good. Just good intentions, like for good things, not for the bad. I think this whole thing was about intentions. This episode is called Intentions, man. Facts. I'm gonna throw it in the title. I probably 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 definitely will put it in the title. Appreciate you, bro. Nah, I appreciate you, my boy. Already, man. Hey. Keep Another. working, y'all. Keep working. Keep working. As soon as you stop, the person you don't like is going to take your position. Mm. It's always someone ready to outwork you. As soon as you stop, that day you be like, man, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing this. The other person like, man, I'm about to get this shit. And you can be replaced. Everybody got. An, everybody can be replaced in music. I can be replaced. Anybody. Big producers. My, you can be replaced. You can be replaced. Just be fire and create your own shit, your own outlets, and you're good. But don't think you're irreplaceable. There's a lot of people making music at one time. How many people drop music on Spotify a day? 40,000? Is there something crazy like that? 40,000 40, songs either songs a day or a day. week. It's some crazy shit. Oh, yeah, you can get replaced, bro. Just got to be fire. Be persistent, consistent, man. And it's hard. It's, it's not easy. Wait, it's just planning, bro. Gems on gems, man. I'll say it one more time, man. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. If y'all see me in the street, give me some gems. <laughs> Drop some on me. Most definitely. Drop your favorite gem in the comments, man. Let go. <laughs> Another dope episode of the books. We out.